0: Yo, what up? It's Kels. This is uh, thanks for asking Kels Radio, episode 114. How's everybody doing? Back again. Y'all got me another week while I'm not tired. So let's go. Still not going to be a super long episode because this ain't been a very busy week and um, it's just not okay. So let's get started uh, with uh, current events. Uh, Usher got the herpes, according to these streets. Now, today, news came out... Oh, my bad. I guess I should have started with yours and nigger too, so I will. But it it, it ties into, um, the current events. Um, yours and nigger too, going out to Rihanna for crop over, for her outfit, for her looking beautiful. Y'all calling her thick. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't really think she's thick. I think she's just not... Skinny like she was, but she just looks regular weight to me, like, she looked like she might wear a size 8, probably a 6, like, she doesn't look thick, like, she just looks regular, um, but, you know, beautiful, everybody's seen it on the gram, she killed the gram The um, crop over photo is her most, um, viewed, uh, photo on Instagram, I think they said 2.5 million, or something like that, uh, it's probably more than that now, so, uh, uh, you know, it's been a dearth, Rihanna be working, when she works hard, she don't be fucking with the gram as can be understood, but it's, it's been a drought, like, it's, it's been a drought, it's been, it's been a sad day, sad day, sad days, but, she, uh, blessed us yesterday, so, shout out to her, she's beautiful, I'm gonna talk her up, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know when, I don't know why, I just know I'm gonna talk her up, um, so, shout out to her, so, now, on to current events and the herpes, um, so the story broke. I think it was last week. Uh, some papers leaked, or maybe two weeks ago. Some some court documents leaked um, regarding a settlement that he supposedly made with some person for um, knowingly passing herpes on to her. And it was um, very descriptive. And you know, she says that he had herpes and didn't tell her. And that's what the settlement paperwork was settlement for. Now. When the paperwork broke, you know, I think me, and along with a whole lot of other people, was just sitting back waiting for, you know, Usher statement to be like, this bitch a lie, I ain't got no hurt, whatever it was going to be, like, okay, well, she didn't choose you having her, so we just waited, and never came, It never came, never came, then some more people started coming out, still never came, never came, and then more and more people started coming, so... People accusing you of being herpes and having herpes and having unprotected sex, and not, and, and the deposition or uh, I forgot, I think it was a deposition said that she specific he's told he found out that he was positive, and then continued to have sex and did not tell people. So basically, you're that which is illegal in a lot of states. So you purposely lying about having herpes and having unprotected sex with people, which again is is a, is a crime in a lot of states. Um, and if it's AIDS, they could treat, treat, uh, charge you with attempted murder. So I don't know. It's starting to look like it's true because um, defamation is a legal claim that you can bring against a person who makes a. Uh, it's defamation has a lot of uh, lower issues to it. There's libel, and then there's defamation. There's different things. There's libel. There's slander. There's different things. But the the general crux of the claim is somebody makes a statement or write something but we'll just go with the statement here that is damaging that is that is a reasonable person would know or would understand would be damaging to a person's reputation and have that person viewed in a bad light and they do and they make the statement um for that reason now there's a lot of little nuances here if the person's a public Figure, it's all a little different things but basically, that's the base of it. And the, the textbook example, when you're in law school, that they use for defamation, and it's actually written in the law as an example of the kind of things you can say about a person that will rise to the claim of defamation is that they suffer from a loathsome disease, such as herpes. So, basically, saying that somebody has herpes. Um, you know, publicly, is like textbook defamation 101, because that hurts a, you know, a person's reputation, lowers their character, now people are making fun of them, I ain't ain't even been able to listen to an Usher song since then without thinking like, yo, this nigga's nasty, so when somebody makes a statement like that against you, particularly as a public figure whose image is everything, it, it, it behooves you to right away, combat that statement, it behooves you to right away come out and say, not just that you had herpes because you know don't want a herpes shame but you know that's a, a, a sexually transmitted disease that is incurable it, it, you know it's not the end of the world don't make you you know a horrible person but that's something where if it is not true you want to come out and say it's not true right away because again it's something that damages your reputation and 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 it's one of those things that once said can't kind of be unsaid you know what i mean like like People don't necessarily care about the retraction that's going to come weeks later oh actually I tell you know he doesn't have herpes they don't care so typically with something like that you come right on you say hey I just went to the doctor I got a clean bill of health whatever some people might be like oh that's nobody's business you ignore it you don't ignore something like that that's that's the thing that you don't ignore it's like if somebody would call you a child molester or something something that is that people know when you say about a person is believed about a person it lowers their reputation so when when Usher didn't come out and say anything after two, three, four, five, now 4, now I don't even know how many people started to look like, you know it's probably true because herpes, having it or not having it is pretty easy to disprove, you just come out with your, your paperwork and say, or you don't even have to sh- sh- um, show your paperwork you can just say, I do not have herpes and then you can go ahead and press your legal proceedings against whoever's saying you do and when y'all are in court then you present the evidence, I don't have her and you win your case you know, so it's starting to, you know, I don't know, it didn't look good for him, I, I kind of think it's true, because, um, so now today, or yesterday, now he's made a statement, well, I don't know if he's made a statement, the, the story I read was through some blog that was through Sandra Rose, which is another blog which is known for being inaccurate and making shit up, so, um, he's saying he doesn't have herpes and he's not making a statement because he's planning to sue all these people. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what, what legal advisor you have, but you need to fire them because any lawyer would have told you you are um, you can sue them regardless if it's untrue. You can always sue them. Again, that's defamation 101, but you need to make a statement right now and say that this person is a liar and you do not have this communicable disease and you have not been lying to people and purposely spreading this disease knowing that you have it because that is... Not a good thing to do that damages your reputation, and that's something that can shut you down forever, (laughs) you know what I mean? That can put you right on into the R. Kelly territory where nobody don't mess with you no more. So, I don't think I don't know if I believe that. Um, it's looking very bad again. uh, If it's not true, then what you're basically saying is number one, you don't have herpes, easy to prove, and number two, the documents that we saw are fake, easy to prove because it's not like the person that the documents leaked. That's how we found out about it. This settlement document, which was supposed to be private, which I'm sure was subject to a non-disclosure agreement, got leaked. And so you have to say, okay, well, why would somebody fake a document to leak it if it wasn't true, for what reason, knowing that you're going to get sued? So I don't know, Usher, I don't know. Um, It's looking kind of bad for you because, again, it's very easy to go to the doctor really quick. I don't know how long the results take, but I'm sure... Uh, for you a couple days, I mean you are rich I don't know, I don't know how long it takes HI, I don't know how long it takes, I think I think herpes is one of the ones you can tell right away, and plus it's a, a chronic, uh, doesn't go away disease, so um, you know, you've been to the doctor, I'm sure, you know, you have tests since whenever this uh, incident occurred where you can just come out and say I don't have herpes and um, I'm gonna sue this person and the truth will come out and you have not done that yet that we've heard besides through this gossip site, so um you know, I don't know, I, I tend to believe that it's true, and until I you know, see that you can show that, that the document that was leaked was fabricated or again, easy peasy, all you gotta do is, is, is show you don't have herpes, and I mean sure, you can sit back and say that's nobody's business, but it kinda is, because now it's out there that you have it, so and unless you correct the thinking that you have it, people are gonna think that you have it, so yeah, I'm 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 curious because I you know I I I tend to think that it may be true because I just don't know if it's not true why you would have let it to get to this point to where this this other girl who suing you for not for not having herpes but I mean actually that's a valid claim because I you know valid claim meaning it's a claim that's on the books I don't know if you could prove it I don't know if a jury would give it to you or a judge would give it to you but basically what you're saying is you had a duty to tell me that you have this disease and you did not. And so I slept with you. Had I known that I would not have done that because I I would not sleep with somebody that had this disease or I would either way you didn't tell me. So that's what she's suing him for. So no, she doesn't have herpes, but she's suing him. She's suing him basically for exposing her to it and, and making, you know, putting her under the possibility that she could have gotten herpes because you didn't give her the opportunity to say, Oh no. I don't know, I think that girl lying altogether, not because she's a big girl, just because, I, I don't know, it just seemed like she's lying. Um, but these other ones, I don't know, and that deposition, if it's fake, if that's a fake document, then you're going to have to show, you to have to prove that that's a fake document, and, th- and that seems pretty easy to do, I mean, we've seen other fake documents leak, and, by the, and before, you know, half an hour later, you know, Twitter uh, detective agency, then already debunked that shit, so, this one is looking kind of legit, um, Ersher, so, that's horrible, Uh I don't know, uh, it ain't looking good for you on that one, bro, um, you gonna have to, you are gonna have to come up with some, some proof that it ain't you, cause right now, I'm kind of believing that it is, and I think a lot of other people kind of believe in that it is, too, and I've heard little, stories about you know from reliable sources in the industry and other places uh, um who who say they, they tend to believe it too and they actually not even shocked by it so I don't know um Trump and North Korea. what's to say about that other than good job, America? This is, you know, this is what I was most worried about by this dummy winning the election. Not all the rate, not all the build a wall in Mexico. All that shit is, is is small time. That shit is that shit is worrying about King's Landing when the White Walkers is on the way. You know what I mean? Because, like I said before, Republican racist white cracker ass crackers come and go. We do had have more white racist cracker ass crackers prep for presidents. And attorney generals and everything else then we have not so. You know, black folks can get through that, we got through it before we can get through it again, that's, that's, you know we've been fighting that forever, we're gonna keep fighting it that's, that's not a thing, but what I said was it was dangerous because of shit like this because he's completely unqualified, he's completely incompetent, none of them know anything about government or diplomacy or, or how to manage or leadership or the military or the ABCs or arithmetic or uh, fractions or um, chemistry or biology or um, you know, how to carry the two, you know, how to factor, nothing, they don't know anything about anything, and that's extremely dangerous, um, and the only thing, I mean, luck, this North Korea thing is popping off, and honestly, like, the only, if anybody, anybody, be it a, a nation, or a terrorist group, or just anybody, really decide, if they want to do something, now is the time to do it, and, you know, I, I, God help us if somebody decides because look these, look how much chaos it was just to get them in the goddamn White just to get them in there just to get them to the, the actual White House look how much chaos it was because they're so unprepared they, they are so incompetent they are so incapable of doing even the basic things what's going to happen if like another terrorist attack occur or you know somebody the Iranians or the Persians or somebody just decided you know not shoot over our bow but actually shoot one of our ships What's going to happen? What if Korea somehow managed to pop off one of these nukes? It could happen by accident. I personally don't think they have the ability to. I mean, you know, they might fire one off by accident. You know, the one they flew last time was 45 minutes, which shocked me because last we heard, they would just shoot it and that shit would sputter off into the sea. So for it to fly for 45 minutes, now can they beat us in a war? No, but can they do a whole lot of fucking damage and kill and hurt and kill a lot of people? Yes, the fallout from a nuclear warhead can kill you, bro it can make the air unbreathable, it can it can do all kind of shit, we already dealing with, with, with global warming, we don't know what's going to happen with this fucking nuke pop off, so, this is the worst case scenario, so, I mean, this is why it was so important, this election was so important, and so many people just blew it, and you may have killed us all, and I keep saying that, and people think it's dramatics, but it's really not, like, you really may have killed us all, And and, you know, a lot of shit that is going on with this, you know people acting like oh we could just get him out there and put it back in but the genie is out the bottle some things once you let it out you can't get it back in you have you have lowered the bar so low that any fucking body can be president now cuz this motherfucker got in there and all these dumbasses in there any fucking body what's the standards like it used to be not even like 10 years ago if you put even you put somebody like Donald Trump up against even against George Bush who we know was a terrible president but he had a bearing he had a presence he was a governor of Texas he understood government he understood the functions of government we didn't have this kind of shit with him if you put him up against Donald Trump people would be like looking at this thing like are you for real like why are you wasting our time like there's no way nobody's ever gonna vote for you but now it could be anybody because these dumb motherfuckers have voted for this clown so, it's a lot of stuff that has happened that I don't, you know, people acting like we're just gonna be able to fix this back, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we're gonna be able to put this genie back in the bottle. People worked long and hard over the past hundred years to get to where we were, and y'all motherfuckers just undid it on a day. So, you know. I don't know. They're trying to roll back affirmative action. We'll see how far that goes. I actually don't think they're going to get very far with that because, again, they're incompetent and they don't know anything. But schools have, they've been attacking affirmative action since the 80s and schools have adjusted. So a lot of schools know what the arguments are going to be made. They know where the um, legal issue turns, and they've adjusted, so they're like, okay, we want diverse school, but we want minorities here, we want diverse student bodies, we want people from different, because this is education, that's what it's all about, you nobody's getting educated, if all we have is fucking white people, like, that's, that's, we tried that, it doesn't work, we want a diverse student body here, that's how you get, you know, ideas flowing, so they've adjusted, so they've not made it to where all you gotta do is be black, no, well if your parents are below this amount of money, then you can come here for free, or we have this grant, or we have that or apply this, so I don't, you know, and and I mean they're wasting taxpayers' money with this reverse racism, so everybody, it's already been studied, there's no discrimination against white people in admissions. Nobody is nobody no school is required to let you in because you're white. They can let a black person in and not you just because. That black person can have lower test scores. That black person can have lower grades. Frequently they do not, but they could. And the school still could still could let them in because the school could just be like, "You know what? We just want to let somebody in here who, you know, they don't have the best grades, but you know, they the mom, you know, died in 9-11 and, you know, they worked hard to get here and we just want to let them, if they don't make it they don't make it, but we want to give them a shot because we think you know, they can do something, they can do that, you don't, you know you're not entitled to a spot, the school does not have to let you in, then you have some of these other state schools, University of Texas being one the way they deal with it is if you're in the top 10% of your class you can get admitted that way, that you, Becky or whoever wants to say, well, I had a higher GPA. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you had a higher GPA. They were in the top 10% of the class, so we let them in. Or it doesn't matter if you had a high, you know, a higher uh, test scores or, or whatever the fuck you want to complain about. Top 10% of the class. They were in the top 10% of their class. You were not in your class. So they got in and you did not. Period. Can't, you know, that's it. So a lot of schools have already addressed it. They don't. They, race is just one factor um, so, you know, I don't really think this is gonna go far, but it's a dangerous precedent, and, you know I mean, I don't know how much I can say it, y'all fucked up, I voted for who I was supposed to, y'all thought it was game, so you about to find out how, how much fun it is um yeah, that's it for, uh current events, I mean, I already did Rihanna and crop over shout out, the Bayesian beauty love her, um shout out to Melissa too um, Melissa Ford, you know she done gold up too Melissa be fine out there with her 5'10 supermodel looking self so, shout out to her too, she was out there for the crop over too um, and Melissa the one to be having Rihanna Instagram on fire all those pictures that be on there, that be Melissa um, uh, she was a tour photographer too um alright, so we gonna move on to shit we watch, and it's gonna be well, well, no yeah, we're gonna move on to shit I watched, but one of them is gonna be a movie, but it's gonna be really quick, so I told y'all my bumpers, if y'all go listen to me at bumpers, it's Genghis Kells at bumpers I went to see, um, Detroit, I was I didn't even want to see that movie, but it got so much criticism, and so backlash so much backlash, and, and so many different opinions that I was like, I just wanted to go see it, just to see which one of the, which one of the critiques I agreed with so, or didn't agree with, or you know cultural nigger, doing the most as, as usual, so, I, um, I went to see it, and I like Catherine Bigelow, I'm a fan of Catherine Bigelow, I think she's a great director, um, I saw The Hurt Locker, I saw, um, did she do Wonder Woman? I think she did Wonder Woman too, and she did, um, damn, what's the other movie? I can't remember, but she's a great, like, action movie director, she's a great, she's great, I, I like her a lot, um, I think she's really good. Um, but, I don't know if I liked her eye for this movie because, so Detroit to back up, um, during the, the riots that took, happened in Detroit in 1967, there was an incident that occurred during that riot where um, people, there was a group of kids holed up at at a hotel called the Algiers, um, during the riot, you know, waiting the riot out, the National Guard was in, everything, everything was locked down, so they were just kind of waiting the riot out of this hotel, and um, one of, the, one of the dudes at the hotel like a dummy um, fired a starter pistol out the window at the cops in the National Guard who were outside so cops in the National Guard they think they're getting shot at by a sniper in the middle of a riot so they think they're getting shot at by a sniper they run over to the hotel they bust up into the hotel and basically they torture and question these kids all night trying to find out where the gun is and who shot at them Right. That's, that's what happened, um, and that's what this movie is about, and so the criticism that I've read about it was like, oh you know, this is a civil rights movie, and this black person can't I mean, sorry, white person can't tell this story and it was not shown through a black eye and it was not shown through a black lens she was she thinks she is and she can't tell the story and black person should have told this story all this, listen, you know, whatever I, I think a lot of the, the critiques that the cultural niggerati come come up with basically is that this is not what I wanted to see, and to me, that's not a valid critique. That's not a valid critique at all. Like you want you wanted the movie to be one thing, she made. You wanted the movie to be A, she made movie B. Now, if you want critique movie B, fine. But if your critique is just that you you wanted to see another movie, that's that's not a critique to me. So, I, that's all I'll say about that. But. Um, one of the articles that I re- did read in the New York Times, where it it, w- um, it said that it kind of, basically, what it was saying was there the, the, the point of view there was no it was it was not it was not I you know I don't even really I'm trying to figure out how to phrase what the because I, I agree with the complaint but I'm trying to phrase it in a way that that makes sense basically what the complaint ab- about is not from the black point of view, or, or or they needed a black director, what they're trying to say is when you watch the movie, and I did get this from the movie, you don't really see a point of view, so Catherine Bigelow is a chronicler, right, so like if you've seen her locker, you know her style, she basically, she doesn't ins- she's one of these directors who doesn't insert herself into the story, like her her whole thing is like she chronicles the story, so her whole thing is, I'm just gonna set the camera up, and I mean, and I'm gonna just observe what would normally happen, so that's her thing, not, she's a great director, I mean, of course, she's directing the actors, but the way it comes across her style is that, like, okay, I just set a camera up in the room with these guys, and I'm just, and I'm just showing how they normally interact, that's her style, and it's very good for, like, action, because, you know, there's not a lot of it's not overdone, it's not over stylized, it's very gritty, it's very, um, you know, um, raw. So but she did that for this and I just don't think it lent well to the story because basically when you're watching a movie, it's like it's whose perspective is this from? Like of course I'm not gonna side with the police, but like I wasn't necessarily siding with the the, the kids either, because I just, I was watching it like this is dumb, like, I I can't explain, like, if it wasn't a true story I would not have believed, I would have been like, this is a dumb movie, nobody would do this like, there, it was in other words, there was no, there was not a lot of explanation for the motives there was not an explanation for how, how the dynamics of why the cops were treating them this way, why the kids were behaving the way they were behaving, there was no like Heart to what I want to say, and I think that's what people meant when they said, Oh, it's just violence porn, they just want to see us beating up on these. First of all, I think that's dramatic. It really wasn't that much, I mean, it was violent, but I mean, I've seen more violence on like HBO. It was not super violent, it was just, I mean, yeah, they beat a couple of the kids, of course, but I mean, you know, it, I don't know, violence porn that's a little uh being dramatic, but it just was, I just wanted it to be over, I just didn't care. I, <laughs> I just thought it was silly, I was like okay, for instance and this is a true story, so I mean I just didn't understand, like it took them they, the cops get to the hotel and they're asking them for this gun and everybody's like, there's no gun, there's no gun there's no gun, like they don't know what the cops are talking about at all, now some of the kids didn't know what the cops were talking about at all, cause there was two locations there was the hotel, and then there was the annex when the cops came sorry, hold on when the cops came they came to the annex, and they snatched them all out the annex, but when the shots were fired, some of the kids that were in the annex when the cops came, weren't, weren't at the annex, and they were at the other location, and they came over to the annex, so they did not know they truly, there was a few people there that had no idea what these cops were talking about, they were like we have no gun, nobody shot nothing, what are you talking about, because when it, when it occurred they weren't there but, you had a couple of them that were there when it occurred, but they didn't say anything, like, they just kept saying it was no gun, and I was like, why don't y'all just say, officer, they in there beating y'all ass anyway, right, and they was like, the officers were taking them and interrogating them, and they were like, pulling them off into rooms, and pretending like that they were killing the people who they were, but they weren't, they were taking the room, and they would shoot through the floor, and they were like, you just lay here, because they wanted the kids outside to think that they were killing them, so that they would confess, Right, they just kept doing this one by one by one, and I'm just like, okay, where's the gun? So they searched the whole house, didn't find the gun. Where's the gun? Where's the gun? We don't know what you're talking about. They separated. There was two white girls with them. They separated two white girls. A white girl who actually probably was the the best performance of the movie was like, uh, there's no gun. If there was a gun, I would tell you. I, my father's a judge. I'm from this. I'm from that. Nobody here had any gun. Blah blah blah. It was, you know. But I was just like, why don't y'all just tell them, Officer, it was a starter pistol. They they shot out the window with a starter pistol because the dude that actually shot the starter pistol, they killed him. They came in the house. They saw him running because they thought there was under sniper fire. They saw him running. They shot him. So he'd been dead. Like, he was dead, dead off. And I was like, why don't y'all just tell him, dude right here, they're going to start, he shot it. That, that was it. And I just was saying, like, and I get it; it's the '60s. They, they, y'all scared. But I don't. It was just a lot of it. I just was like, "This is who, who would do this?" It, it just, it just was. I wanted it to be over. I just was like, "This is going on way too long." Um. So I, I, I just, I didn't think it was that great of a movie. I didn't think it needed bigger lows, big Captain Bigelow's lens. I, I, you know, I, I think it would have been a better movie if it had told it more from the black perspective. I mean they even did a church scene, it just basically looked like a white person looking at black people doing black things, you know how they like, when the white people come to the church and they just be so fascinated and oh my god, the song That's the whole movie was kind of like that kind of like a, like. A voyeur. Like, you know how they come to the hood and observe us doing hood shit? And be, that's how the whole movie was, so I get that criticism. And that's what a lot of the criticism was, that it didn't have a black voice. It was missing soul. It was missing heart. It was. It, it definitely was. But I think it's because that's the type. The, Catherine Bigelow's not that kind of director, so I just don't think this was the film. I don't think. I don't think her style fit this story. You know, so... I, I I didn't like it, I'm not gonna say don't go see it, I'm gonna say it's one you could probably wait for Cable, unless you just wanna go and support it, I don't know, some people may have liked it, I just I just didn't think it was a good movie, I didn't think it was good I, didn't, I wasn't interested, I thought all of the characters were dumb, the one dude that was like the main character, he left his friend to be killed, I thought that was fucked up, I never would've did that, because eventually, what happened was, one of the cops, who would, this is another thing so one of the cops here was dumb and I and like when you're watching the movie you can tell that this motherfucker is dumb so why they didn't know this I don't know he thought they were really shooting the people and you could just tell like he was an idiot and you could just tell like he really thought that he was all hype and everything he thought he was, this was going on so they were like yo alright it's your turn you gotta take one in there and kill him they're saying this in front of the kids again they're not killing these people they're taking them in there putting them on the floor and just acting like they beating them up but they're not They just want these other kids to to confess, so he takes the kid in there, and he really shoots the kid, and I knew he was, I was like, duh, this guy's gonna really shoot the kid, so he really shot the kid, so now the other two cops are like, what the fuck did you do, he was like, I killed him, he was like, we're not killing him, you dummy, this is a game, we're just trying to get them to confess, so now they're in trouble, so now they're like, okay, they gotta get out of there, so now... They, the, the, the kids that are left, not in shot. To, so they shot this dude. They shot the dude when they first came in. And another dude got shot after because well, they were like, okay, we have to let these kids go. We got to let them go. So they each of oh, each one of them, they were like, they was st- walked by the first body to do, like, what do you see here? Everybody's like, I don't see nothing. So they didn't let them go. Basically, they were like, we going to let y'all go. But we know who y'all are, we know we live y'all ain't see nothing or we'll kill you this one kid doesn't get the doesn't get it and he keeps saying he sees the body he keeps saying you killed him and he pulls the, the cop pulls the gun out again and he's like I'm gonna ask you one more time you don't see nothing here right the kid nah it's a body I was like oh god kid can you just say you don't see the body so they let you go like Jesus Christ of course not so they kill him cause they got to cause he won't say well they don't have to they really didn't have to but they killed him so his friend who had just said he don't see the body and let, and let him go out he still under the impression that they're killing him and then he, and I just thought I don't know when y'all see it I thought it was fucked up to me they came together they was boys All through this movie they was boys they came together and when they was like yo you don't see nothing here I would have been like listen me or my boy we don't see nothing we came together we'll leave together we don't see none of this body we don't see nothing I swear to God he didn't do that he just was like, no, I just left his friend there, like, left his friend, I thought that was fucked up, I don't know, maybe somebody else had been like, you know, I I would've been, I I just thought it was fucked up, like, they was real cool, they was real tight, they was real good friends, and he he just left dude there to be killed, cause again, he thought they were really killing, they weren't, but he thought they were, he really thought that so I, that, I didn't like that part and so that kind of made me not like the, the lead character whose story it kind of was I ain't like him because I was like oh you left, you just left your homeboy like that that's fucked up you know I mean because either they was going to kill you I don't know either they was going to kill y'all or they wasn't either they was fucking with you and they wasn't really going to let you go and they were going to kill you or they were going to let you go either way you should have been like yo I can't go without my home we both leave I swear to god man we won't say nothing but I that's I I can't leave him, I cannot leave him that's, that would've, I don't know I thought that was fucked up, so I kinda didn't give a fuck about him either, I thought he was fucked up um, yeah, so that was Detroit I didn't think it was that great of a movie, I don't think you need to go see it I think we wait for Cable for it um Moving on to Insecure, I said I wasn't going to review this show, and I'm not, but I just, wanted to, I just wanted to say, because as y'all know, Insecure on the TL, ever since last season, the women have been telling y'all that Lawrence is a fuckboy and telling y'all exactly why and telling y'all he was one of them girls don't want a good guy niggas that everybody always talking about, and sure enough, sure enough, turned out that we was right, and now everybody's so shocked. Like, listen, man, any, any woman that gets to, like, 30 years old, they have met many, many, many Lawrences. Lawrence is a fuckboy who doesn't think he's a fuckboy because, I don't know, he doesn't beat women or he doesn't call women hoes or he doesn't cheat, whatever the case. That makes him a good guy. Like, just this is like, this is what's wrong with the world. Just because somebody is not the worst thing in the world, like, they're not a bad guy. Okay, there's, all, there's people all over this world that are not bad guys, but do that make them good? no, they mediocre as fuck, they fucking piss poor as fuck, they not bad people, but they ain't good, they ain't good people, and like, I, like, y'all kill me with that shit, oh, like, the bare minimum, motherfucker get up and wash his ass, oh, he's a good guy, is he? Is he a good guy? Is he? Why, cause he's not bad? Like, That was my whole point about Lawrence. I don't like Lawrence. I've known many of Lawrence's. Lawrence is piss poor. Lawrence is passive aggressive. Lawrence doesn't say what he wants, doesn't know what he wants, and instead of just going to himself and finding himself and figuring out what it is he plays around with other people and hurts people's feelings and wastes people's time and lives on people's couches and blames you know, whatever woman he's with at the time for his problems and you know, if she doesn't want to fucking let him lay on her couch for five years and makes him go get a job this is what's wrong and she don't want a good guy and so he gonna go waste Hash time don't, I've known many Lawrence's they are, you're not a good guy, dude, you're mediocre, you're non-committal, you don't say what you mean, you're wasting that woman's time, you know you didn't want a relationship with her, you should have just said that, but you don't say that, because you know she's going to bounce, and you don't want that, so, you're selfish, you're manipulative, you don't take responsibility for anything, but you want to call yourself a good guy, because you know, I don't know, you didn't cheat you, you had a chance to cheat, but you didn't cheat so you want fucking 10 gold stars for that shit, fuck out of my face, nigga I'd rather you had cheated so you can get the fuck out of my life and I can get on with it, and I'll have to be going through this right now so yeah, but again, like I said hopefully we won't do this back and forth between Issa and Lawrence, because I ain't gonna have the patience for that shit, like, I I, I would like the story to uh, move on with both of them doing whatever the fuck they gonna do away from each other, because I don't like Lawrence and I think I think Tasha and Issa deserve better you know I, I don't have nothing against Tasha like I said last week a lot of people don't like Tasha. Tasha is what she is she's basic but I mean she ain't no dummy and she don't deserve to have a fuck nigga like Lawrence wasting her time and I don't care about her hollering at him when he was at the bank or whatever she don't know Issa like that she don't owe her nothing but all she knows she's a bad girlfriend so I don't I don't have no problem with that so I'm just glad I'm just glad it finally but Issa though great writing, um, great show, awesome um, I love it, and I love all the accolades you're getting, and congratulations on season 3 it's such a good show, and um you know, Team Issa, fuck Lawrence, it's good to be vindicated okay, so now, officially on to shit I watch um let's do Queen of the South um, I think we're finally getting to the point where we're gonna see how Teresa becomes a kingpin, thank God, because Camilla been getting on my nerves, Camilla always talking shit to, to um, Teresa, and trying to talk down to her, and you only alive, because I kept you alive, and all this bullshit, always trying, as soon as Teresa start, start, you know showing some promise, she always trying to put her back in her place, and I think it's bullshit, because Teresa done dropped many a body, and all we seen is you talking shit, and, um, you know, she done saved your life a few times now. So this episode they get to Chicago. I told you she's trying to get to Connect. Now they with the Connect. The Connect wants to work with them, but um the dude from Mexico who's who's trying to kill her, um, clones her phone and tries to get her at the club. Teresa saves her life again. Um, but the guy that, you know, eventually was trying to kill her. This time, Camilla did actually take the gun and kill him. But that's the first body I've seen her drop. And even that, it was after Teresa saved her. Because dude was going to try to kill her in an elevator. And Teresa did the okie doke And when he went into the elevator, after she came running around to shoot him. Teresa is, 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 is that bitch. Teresa's the real deal. So, um, they tracked him in the parking lot. This, the Mexican general dude who's trying to kill her for Epifanio um, or not for Epifanio, actually Epifanio doesn't want her killed, he off on his own shit, um so Teresa decides to own like, she, they're stuck in the parking lot dude got Camilla, it ain't really nothing they could do, so she, only thing she does is she's like, alright so she calls the feds, remember the feds were trying to get her to snitch, so she calls the feds and she's like, yo, y'all gotta come right now, so the feds get there, so rather than having Camilla be killed Camilla goes to jail, so we see Camilla locked up and so I think maybe that's what's gonna get Teresa to take over, and that's what it takes, good, cause I'm sick of, to, of Camilla, I'm sick of her sending Teresa on all these fucking adventures, like it's a video game, and she always gotta go through all this bullshit and beat the top dude, and, um, you know, just so Camilla can come back and tell her she ain't shit. So glad I'm done, we done with that. So, that's what happened at the end of the episode, Camilla's uh, locked up by the fed, so, um, Good episode. Marlo from The Wire is on there. He plays the Chicago dude. MC Light plays his, his muscle. Um, and it's a good show. It's a good episode. So, moving on to Game of Thrones. Best episode, I think, of the show. I think everybody would agree. The show been waiting seven years for, seven seasons for. Best episode ever outstanding, we finally saw the dragons, we finally saw, um, Daenerys Targaryen come through and burn niggas up on the back of a dragon, and so this is what I'm gonna say, because I'm not gonna discuss the episode, I've watched it five times now, not gonna discuss, everybody saw it, it had been discussed to death, we all know what occurred, but this is what I wanna say, Game of Thrones is, is such a great show, because, um, the the issues that it brings up are are very pertinent to today. So like I told y'all a couple episodes ago, I didn't really get the whole um parallel that I think it's quite clear that the the writers are making with um the current day politics with Trump and everything. I didn't really get it at first until I, I heard it mentioned and now I definitely see it. Like I think Cersei is is definitely being written with an eye toward Trump. I think you have to be not that bright if, if you don't make that connection but what's interesting to me is that some people seem to think that it's Daenerys who is trumping and I don't understand that at all I do because it says a lot about um, sexism which is another thing that uh, that I know for sure like George R. George R. Amaro is a feminist if you don't know he's a feminist after you've read these books or watched this show then you really aren't paying attention because all the best characters in this show are All the characters in this show that matter, all the characters in this show that do things that move the the, uh, story forward and that um, are important are the women. Yes, we have the Jon Snows and the Ned Starks and all that, they do things, but if you really pay attention, the story is about the women. The story is about Cersei. The story is about Daenerys. The story is about Melisandre. The story is about Caitlyn Stark. The story is about the women. And... Some of you seem to think that Daenerys Targaryen's character is trump, she's spoiled, she's petulant, she wants Jon to bend the knee, who she thinks she is, and that's interesting to me because I asked those people that if Daenerys was Jon Stark, would they st- still feel the same way? And I don't think they would because I don't think that Daenerys is being unreasonable at all. Daenerys Targaryen has is magic. That bitch is the mother of dragons. That bitch was sold into slavery and went to a a city that was not her own, a country, a world that was not her own as a cast-off princess, or actually cast-off queen, actually, um, usurped queen thrown off the throne. And fucking conquered the fucking Dithraki, Conquered the fucking House of the Undying. Conquered the, had what, the fucking dragons. Conquered the goddamn, uh, Marine. And half of the world, all these people, got the Unsullied, freed them, freed the slaves. Got all these people following these men. Men! Following her into war. Let me tell you, as somebody who has led men in war, it is not easy for a woman to lead men into war. I'm not gonna get all deep into it, but like, the notion that she is living off of her name or spoiled or hasn't earned this respect that she's demanding from Jon Snow that he bend the knee I don't understand you motherfuckers Like I don't know what kind of niggas you are that think that that's spoiled or petulant or that she should be anything but what she is which is knowing who she is knowing what she had to do to get there and knowing that nobody can fuck nobody can beat her ass so she should not be so mean. She should just give John whatever the fuck he wants because he's Jon Snow. I'm sorry, what? I don't know you. You gonna come up into my castle where I have three dragons flying overhead? Well, I'm the most magnificent motherfucker this country has ever seen, and you gonna tell me you're not gonna bend the knee to me? And she's prideful. First of all, it's not about pride. This is how. This is why I don't like discussing the the. Game of Thrones, where people haven't read the books because there's a lot of shit in the books that a lot of character development and a lot of plot points that are in the books that they can't necessarily translate well to the show, but you know if you have read the books and it's the thing that has set all of this, first of all let me say this George R. R. Morrow has given many interviews on Game of Thrones. You should read those because he, there's a lot of insight into it, too. And one of the things that he has said is that he based this story, the story, the the theme of the story, the base of the story, on the War of the Roses. If you don't know what that is, Google it. The War of the Roses were a, a, a war that broke out in England around um, 15th century or the 14th. Four- uh I think it's in fifteen uh let me let me Google right quick because I don't wanna tell y'all wrong. The war of the roses occurred give me a second, let me see. I don't wanna tell y'all wrong. War of the roses 1455, okay, so 15th century, 1455 to 1487, and what basically was a, is a series of wars that went on in England, just like Game of Thrones where you had different kings, different people fighting through the throne, they'd have a king he'd be deposed, they'd have another king, if you know about the two princes in the tower the, 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 that dissip, that all occurred through, that's all the War of the Roses and and that's what this, the story that the basic premise of Game of Thrones is set on, and what occurred was similar, is where they had a king, the king um, that nobody liked, and then the king died young, and um, the rightful heir that was supposed to be um, was killed, and then another like cousin came on, and that's what started it all. So basically, the reason why um, nobility or or monarchies have this strict secession, code of secession. Is to institute order, because you have to know who the who the next king or queen is going to be coming in. That's how you have order. That's how you can have government run. That's how you can have lords and ladyships. That's how you can have all the things that you need. You have to have that. Has to be set. It has to be steady. If it is not, then you get chaos. If you know somebody usurps the throne, somebody's, bro- somebody's prince decides he wants to be the king and he kills the king, so now you got people declaring for the king, or you got people declaring for the king, Any- basically anybody can claim, oh well I'm the king's third cousin this is what happened during the War of Roses, you had all kind of shit, so basically in England if you know the history of England, all the way back to like, prior to R- Richard the Lionheart, all the way back to like the Wessex days, before there was even Lord, like, way back England days, like the Dark Ages and all that, the family that, that royal family of England was the Plantagenets, so Richard I Richard the Lionheart, Edward all those kings for hundreds of years was the Plantagenet line the War of the Roses is when the Yorks, was a fight between the Yorks and the Lancasters, and it's the time in history when the Plantagenet line died, because that king died, and then all this shit happened and it was a, uh, the Lancasters am I right? or the Yorks, yes, the, the Lancasters I think ended up winning, I can't I haven't read up on it in a little bit, but read about it. And that was the end of the Plantagenet dynasty. The England had, from the beginning of time, been under Plantagenet kings. When the War of the Rose occurred, it went from York to Lancaster, to Lancaster, and now all the way up to the, I forgot what the official name of King Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth's family It's like a German name or something like that, but they changed it to Windsor because it sounded too German. But anyway, if you go back through time, by the time Elizabeth ran around, Elizabeth was... Alright, let me not tell y'all wrong. Let me Google who won the Ward of the Roses. I feel like the Lancasters won it, but I might be wrong. Because Elizabeth was the daughter of Henry VIII, who was... Is he a York or a Lancaster? Hold on. Here we go. No. Where the hell is Wikipedia? Um, Damn. Sorry, y'all. Because it's all... here we go. So, let's see. Series of wars for the control of the throne of England fought between supporters, House of Planchine, House of Lancaster, House of York. So, Lancaster had the red rose called the Ward Roses because the house signal for the Lancaster was red and the house signal for for York was white. Um, the power struggle ignited around social and financial troubles following the Hundred Years' War, um, where weakened and firm Henry VI, which revived interest in Richard of York's claim to the throne. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the Lancasters won, I thought so Lancaster and Victory won, so the Yorks were wiped out, the Plantagenets were wiped out, and the York. Um, so Edward Tudor and all those guys, so Queen Elizabeth Henry VIII, all that the, the, that started the um, Yorks, and then the Yorks went to the Tudors, and up to what we have now anyway, I said it all that to say that the point is, that you have to have this secession, because otherwise you get chaos so, again, in Game of Thrones, the Targaryens were basically the Plantagenets they founded the, the land they built it to what they had they got all the way up to the Mad King and then the throne was usurped and what you do when you usurp a throne is you institute chaos because now you got everybody because you broke that line, you broke that succession you broke that stability so when Robert kills, takes over the throne okay, so now the Baratheons are king but you're still going to have people that are like Hell nah, man. You ain't no fuck. No, I'm. I'm still Targaryen. We the Targaryens that ran this place for ten thousand years. What you mean? Now we just gonna switch Baratheon? No. Then you get Lannisters. Well, fuck up Baratheon. I mean, Cersei is the queen. She really got all the money. It should be. It should be Tywin, as the like you. I'm making shit up, but you understand what I'm saying. You institute chaos, right? So. For all of you talking about, you know, well, it, it, this is how it works and, you know, now it's switching off It's not that simple. The reason why all of this is, has occurred is because they've usurped the Targaryen. So here's Daenerys Targaryen who all her life wants to get back to claim the rightful throne. Because this is going to restore. She is the daughter of the king. I was the one that was, my, my brother... Uh, would, if he had lived, when my father died, would have taken over the throne, and we would have gone on and on, but we had this thing because of the Mad King, so her whole thing is, she's, her whole life, she's been wanting to go back to Westeros, and restore order, reclaim the throne, okay, and so now, here comes Jon Snow, who's a lord of the north, who under forever, the line of succession, is a is a lord of the queen, but we know the north they always want to call themselves King in the North, since this usurped, since this shit, there's always been a thing with them, King in the North, King in the North, it's always been a thing, nobody's really, it's a, nobody's really managed it, Cersei doesn't call him King in the North, it was a, it was a whole, it's a whole storyline, Rob Stark, King in the North. Down in the South, they don't really recognize that shit. Whatever, you part of Westeros, you are warden of the North. That was the first episodes we saw when Robert came up to get Ned. That was the purpose of that, to bring him down to bend the knee. Because we don't want to hear about that King of the North shit up here. Y'all wardens, y'all not no king. So Daenerys's point with the bend the knee, it's not about pride. What she's saying is, I am coming back to restore order. One of the sticking points and and all this shit that's been going on since y'all usurped us is this King of the North shit. You're not a King of the North. I am the Queen. This is my rightful land. If you want me to fight for you, I will do it. Uh, You come here. You're talking about these monsters and shit. I ain't never seen them, but, I mean, they say you ain't lying. Okay, I don't know you. I don't know you, but I I ain't going to call you a liar right now. I ain't saying I believe you, but you say you need me to fight. I need you to fight. I want because we got both go get Cersei, but I need you to bend the knee because I'm not going to carry on with what's been going on, which is just King the North, and you don't want to be this. This is all my land, so if you want me, you have to recognize me as a queen, and you have to bend the knee, and then we can go get this money. <laughs> Basically, that is her point of view, and she is not wrong. She's not being unreasonable in that. She's not being spoiled. She is not being petulant. She's not trying to ride off her family name, that is ridiculous what do you mean, I have conquered all the world, I ride on the back of dragons I burn niggas up, I kill people I have taken all of these all of these countries and all of these men and the harpies and all these motherfuckers that have come against me and tried to kill me I have slayed them all because I'm that motherfucking bitch so you come in here, you and Davos talking about I'm Jon Snow making all these motherfucking demands when I called you here, the fucking been acknowledge me as your queen and not only do you come here and tell me you're not going to acknowledge me as your queen, you're asking me for shit too and you being insolent about it talking about, you don't know me you don't know me well how about start with you on my motherfucking island in my huge motherfucking castle you see them motherfucking dragons, they they mine you see all this nice shit, it's nice ain't it, you like it, it's shiny, the nice shit it's mine, you in my castle we built this shit so, what do you mean you don't know me, I don't know you they say you cool I don't know you, I'm the queen You gotta convince me So I don't think she's being unreasonable And it's funny that people think that she is Because what is one of the main themes in this story The Starks with their purity And their stubbornness And their insistence on this honor And doing things the Stark way Gets them and everybody else killed it's why Robin Hood marched down into the Robb wedding and got fucked up it's why Ned marched down and told Cersei she, she he was gonna give her time to leave or else he gonna ter- tell Ned and got killed, it's why Sansa lied about um, Joffrey and said all this bullshit, it, that's the, the line of the Starks, everybody thinks the Starks are the heroes in the story, I don't think they are I think that's, that they're the, the warning, that you cannot be unwavering in your virtue, you cannot just be this like, naive you know, honor is always gonna save me shit, cause it's not, so I don't think that the Daenerys is the one that's being unreasonable, and yes we know, that everybody's worried about the wrong shit, and we know that John is right, that none of this shit is matters because the White Walker's gonna come and kill us all we, excuse me, we know that, but she doesn't know that, and if you put it in the realm of the story the person who was really blocking what needs to be done is John. Because John knows what the stakes are. Daenerys really don't. Daenerys knows what she knows. She knows what you're saying. But she doesn't have any proof. You could how many times they tried to think, they got Daenerys to lock her dragons up? How many times has somebody came to her with a story trying to touch on her heartstrings and it been a hustle? She's learned from that. So she's not going to just let you walk in and, okay, sure, all right, well, you don't have to be my king. I'll let you call yourself the king of the north, and I'll let you take my dragon glass and I'll let you take my army, and you ain't got to bow, and you ain't got to give me nothing because you Jon Snow, king of the north. Fuck out of here. You think a, you think a woman who, who got to where she is and conquered all that she's conquered and has the loyalty and the love of the soldiers that she does gets all that by being a silly bitch? No. So, I don't understand, oh, she's prideful She has an attitude Bitch, I'm the, I ride dragons I will kill all of you I'm sitting about here being nice Because I don't, I'm not I'm not on that wild shit I'm not the mad king, that's my father That did that whack shit, I can do it I can fuck you up, cause I'm the dragon I'm blood and fire, I can do it But that's not what I'm here to do I'm not here to rule over y'all by fear That ain't what I do But like, yeah I'm the shit, so I don't know what you're talking about Like, you you want You want me to give you everything And you're not giving me anything How is that arrogant? How What is she what is she supposed to do? Because John is cute She's supposed to just give him everything He's giving her no reason To do anything He refuses to cooperate So I mean, he's we know why I'm not saying that I get his side of the story too, but I also get Daenerys's, and I don't think that Daenerys is the one being unreasonable. Jon is the one being, because Jon's the one who knows the White Walkers are coming. Jon the one who knows it at stake and just like she told him, if what you're saying is true, if all of this is true and I should listen to you and I should follow you, then you should do what I am asking you because you want my dragon, which I have given you, I've given it to you. So I've already given you something even though you defy me and even though you haven't given me anything, I've given you the dragon glass. And you still don't want to do this You still don't want to let me put this shit to bed Because what I'm not going to do Is I'm not going to join up with you And go down to King's Landing And kill Cersei and take back over And still have you on this King of the North bullshit Which got all this shit started in the first place I ain't come here for that I came here for y'all to get down Or lay down So you either with me or you not And I don't think it's nothing wrong with that And I don't think that's unreasonable at all and I think she's um, being very just and I think she's being very fair um, and it's just interesting to see how you know, people think that she's being spoiled and she's being petulant because she's insisting on the respect that she's earned, that's that's very funny to me um, and why, because Jon Snow is, a, is a, a reluctant hero I mean, okay okay, but you're still down here needing my help and I'm still the key so you know, from her point of view, now I think eventually, she, I mean, clearly she's gonna help him, but I, I just, I think it was just, it's funny to, to the, the notion that Daenerys is, is petulant, and she's a spoiled child, as if she hasn't done anything to earn the, the fucking pride that she has, like, well, I don't understand you people, like, I don't know what kind of person you are, that you don't see everything that she's accomplished, and think that she doesn't have a right to be proud, like, can you ride dragons, can you have dragons, have you beaten all these people have you conquered the world have you brought the whole world over here to uh, fight Cersei Lannister who just sat her ass on the throne, have you done any of this, have you freed slaves have you conquered the harpies (laughs) have you taken and held territories, have you punished um, anybody for, you know enslaving people and killing children have you done any of those things who are you to talk to me like this so, you know and again, I don't know I, again, I still, I, I still think that the White Walkers might wipe everybody out. Again, I think, you know, I think, I saw the poster where the White King has one dragon, so at least one of those dragons are going to go over to the, to the, um, to the White Walkers. Uh, I think the, I think that they might have been poisoned on that arrow because, um, I, it just would make sense. Like, cause I don't know, like the whole crossbow thing, I was like, ah, that's your plan for the dragons, like, I don't think that's gonna work, <laughs> like, you're gonna like, dumb little arrows is not gonna bring down a dragon, but maybe if they poison, they will, so we'll see, but I mean, I know for sure they, I don't know if it's gonna be Drogon, but I know for sure cause, again, I saw the poster they're gonna get one of those dragons. And that might be the third portrayal of Daenerys. I don't know. I d I don't think it's Miss Sandy. Like I, I think there's something with her, but I just don't see her. Only thing is if, you know, she tries to leave and, and Daenerys doesn't let her, but I just don't see that occurring. Um, it could be Tyrion. It looks like it's being set up to be Tyrion. And it still could be Tyrion because he it's the last portrayal is for love, and he definitely loves Jamie, who's his brother. And when Jamie when Jamie charged that dragon, Jamie, bro, you have my heart stopping, man You know, I, you my nigga, dude I thought you was gonna get fried Dying and laid to the side, what are you doing? Charge no dragon, Bree. That nigga charged that dragon Like, you wasn't gonna make it Like, what are you doing? Anyway It might be Tyrion um, To, you know, cause you don't Cause listen, Drogon came through and crushed The buildings, my nigga Burnt y'all niggas to ash not, not like burnt corpses, not like scorched bones, ash, my nigga, like, it's easy to see, so the story is the way the Targaryens came in, and they had, like, thousands of dragons and burnt, you could, it's easy to see how they did that, because this nigga had one dragon, and she, she burnt the motherfucker up, <laughs> you know, that's another thing, she spoiled, this bitch is a soldier, do you understand that she rides into battle at the front, she don't sit on the throne and give people directions and wait for people to come, she is a warrior, she has fought with the Dothraki, she she fights, the queen has gone, meaning the queen got on the back of a goddamn dragon and went to fight to battle her goddamn self, what the fuck are you talking about, Which show do y'all watch, I don't, I don't understand you, she's spoiled, what are you talking about, I'm trying to ride on my name, you goddamn right, cause I'm a goddamn Targaryen, and I'm the rightful, that's my throne down there, I'm the rightful goddamn heir, and you gonna get up off my shit, I don't understand you niggas, like, y'all can't, ride. y'all can't, listen, don't be on my team in war, no, 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 um, yeah, but, greatest episode ever, outstanding, I've watched it five times, Arya and Brienne, ugh, I still think Arya's gonna be the one to kill Cersei um she might have to kill her as a white walker with that dagger um that scene was outstanding um showed so Arya has learned so much um Sansa realized she the most used to start um because when when Arya rolled up and told her about the list and all the people she killed I think I don't think Sansa believed her Sansa was doing that little giggle like oh okay you know my little sister is is telling stories and shit then she realized when she saw her and Brienne fighting that she was dead serious. Um, awesome scene. That scene was the best. Again, George R. Amar was a feminist. This story is about the women. If you think it's not, you have not been paying attention. The men are just um, props in the story. They move this story along. It's about the women. Um, it's about Sansa. It's about Arya. It's about Brienne. It's about Daenerys. It's about Cersei. It's about Lady T- Tyrell. Rest in peace. It was about Marjorie, Rest in peace. The is about the women. Um, and the women are key to the story. Even to the beginning. Uh, Lyanna, Lyanna, um, uh, with fucking Jon's parents, fucking Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. The key. The women are the key. Um, but I just... I mean, he's writing the fifth book now and he's, you know, advising them on how the story should go, I mean, they've changed a lot for the um, show, of course, now because they're, you know, off the last book, so they're, you know, he's updating them as he goes, but if I just have a feeling, again, it's a lot of foreshadowing, um, I think that maybe the White Walkers came through and, you know, Sam and them are telling the story about what happened, the Song of Fire and Ice, either that or, you know, John or Daenerys, one of the other of them, because it's Song of Fire and Ice. So John is both, but he's not the heir, rightfully. But if Daenerys dies or doesn't make it, then he would be technically king. So th- that's the one of the two scenarios: either either everybody die because niggas wasn't woke and they're telling the story later, or Daenerys and John pulled it off, you know, and John survives because of Song of Fire and Ice, or they both survive and they have a kid because the kid would be fire and ice also that's that's also what I've been thinking I know that's her nephew but you know how they do on Game of Thrones what if they do beat Cersei they fall in love they have the the air because a big part of the story is who is Daenerys going to marry? She has to, you know, to legitimize her throne because that's another thing. That's another reason why Cersei is illegitimate. She don't have no children, so even if she is queen, when she dies, we right back in turmoil because who's going to inherit the throne? They don't have no kids, so it's like up, up in the air again. There's no more Lannisters, so who? So another reason why she's illegitimate. Um, so it could be that, and then like whoever their son is, restore, you know, or daughter, whoever it is. that'll that'll restore the line, it could be that also, but I just have a feeling because George R. R. doesn't he doesn't seem to be overly concerned with the happy ending, more so the ending that makes sense, and if it means that it's not happy, like for instance I'm not giving anything away, but people that read the books know that Brienne dies in the books she's still alive here but in the books she dies, I forgot who killed her, I think the Lannisters capture her? No, I forget. But she dies in the books. Um, lady Caitlin dies in the books, but she comes back as, like, the late, this, like, mythical lady, so, you know, if you read the books, you know that. So, it's he don't necessarily, he's not necessarily concerned with the happy ending, he just wants the right ending. So, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody's just not focusing on the ball, ends up in the White Walkers killing everybody. Um, or taking over everybody, so, yeah, that's, um, that's, that, that was Game of Thrones, I mean, it was, it was the best, outstanding, it's amazing, it's an amazing episode, it was the, it was, if you have not seen it, I don't know who hasn't seen it by now, it just, I mean, it was just breathtaking, my heart was stopped the whole time, when I thought Jamie, I, my heart stopped when I thought Jamie was going to die, man. Like, Jamie Lannister, all he wants to do is fight for his house and his trifling ass sister. Nobody don't like Cersei. Cersei is the bitch that she is, but I mean, that is his sister, that is his house, and he's supposed to fight for it and defend it no matter what. And that's all he wants to do. So, you know, I don't want to see Jamie die, man. It's like, I don't, because, like, again man, he killed the Mad King everybody wanted the Mad King dead, everybody wanted it done, nobody wanted to do it, Jamie did it, and now they trying to hold that shit against him like he's some big traitor, like nigga, all of y'all want. I had to do it, he was gonna kill everybody, he told me to kill all of y'all he told me to burn all y'all to ashes I'm just, I was supposed to kill y'all, that's what y'all wanted y'all wanted to be dead, I should be talking to ghosts right now, so stop calling me the Slayer, bitch, like I did what I had to do, y'all wanted me to do it, and now my whole life you trying to hold it against me and shit Jerry just wanna fight for his house and do the right thing and, and be loyal to his sister. Shame, you know, that his sister is who she is, but that's what he's supposed to do. What he gonna do? Tyrion has no choice because he's outcast. So I mean, but I actually I think Tyrion I think the whole point of him um, getting her navy lost to Cashley Rock is is Tyrion always wanted to have um the honors that are supposed to go to the oldest son. He wanted Castle Rock. Everything that Jamie had, he wanted it. And I think that was his number one goal. And he got blinded by that, taking Castle Rock back. Castle Rock was a symbolic victory. It wasn't really important. And while you lost, while you know, um, Castle Rock dropped, you lost the reach. um, Cersei lost the to reach too, but because <laughs> <laughs> Drogon came through, burnt her shit up. But I mean, you know. Um you know, Daenerys was losing, and that's another thing, what I tell y'all last week, what I tell y'all, she had not moved to make one offensive blow, yeah, she was losing, but she wasn't doing anything, it was all defensive bullshit, and Cersei was throwing everything at her she makes one move, and boom she done jumped the board right back, so you know, I don't know, I've been to war so, I ain't, you know, just a TV show and all that, but like, some things is just, I don't know I, I see things differently and um, leadership is one of the things I see differently And you cannot force You can get people to to, to Follow you through fear and through co- coercion Because they have no choice But they're not going to die for you well, They're not going to be loyal for you And the first chance they get to break and run Or to, to, or to turn on you Or somebody else comes along and offers something better They're going to be there Because they're not doing it because they want to be you, you inspire loyalty And you inspire trust And you get people to follow you Places where they would not That's a leader And you know I know leadership is something that's lacking in this world, but a lot of people think leadership is just telling people what to do, and being a boss is not. The leader, leadership is people follow you because they trust you to, to to lead them right. That's what leadership is. And a lot of people that call themselves leaders are not it. Um, okay. So, that was Game of Thrones. Bravo, brava, all of that. Excellent. Um, and I think, I think this week's gonna be lit too. Um, Alright, that's oh, we could do Black Ink Chicago. Um so Cobra's back. Cobra came in at the end of the, uh, at the end of the last episode after all of the turmoil from Van breaking the window and I don't he ain't called the cops on Van and Danielle and them and I don't know why I would have. But anyway, Cobra's back. Um Charmaine's still on about these damn glasses. So Horn Cobra get the scrapping at the end. And we're going to see what happened. Personally, I think Cobra kicked Charmaine's ass. Because I don't think Charmaine won it or got it for big-ass Cobra. So we're going to see. Um, and what else happened? Danielle's... I mean, Ashley yelling as always. Don yelling back as always. Um, Danielle and, and Kat got at it because Danielle's stupid. And went all the way out to LA. And think Cat just supposed to drop her life. And Kat didn't even know she was fucking coming. Um, everybody I don't, I don't know. I just... I can't with them. Like, they're just so young and immature and super unprofessional. And if I was Ryan, I would fire all of them except the Mexican dude and start over. Um... Danielle and Dan show up and fire the receptionist. How you fire my receptionist? Well, Tried to fire the receptionist. The receptionist ended up quitting. I don't know how you fire or quitting my receptionist when you don't even work here. You got them, so. But, you know, I don't know. Ryan don't run his business like I would. I, I don't... I... I don't play that shit. Like, I'm very... I'm not a... You know, I'm very cool and, like, yeah, it's gonna be a fun play. I'm not a tyrant, but, like, business is business. And you ain't gonna run my shit into the ground. You're not gonna have my shit ragged. You're not gonna have my shit unprofessional at all. We gonna... We gonna open at nine. We gonna close at five. We gonna keep the books like this You gonna fucking be here by this time You gonna take your break at that time Your break is this long Here go your W-2s Get the fuck out of my face Like I don't, I don't play that buddy buddy nigga I don't do not do nigga business Cause nigga business had you broke and stressed With high blood pressure And nothing to show for it Nope Alright y'all This is episode 114 Of thanks for asking I just realized I didn't give y'all my contacts at the front My bad KMGZ on Twitter um, Also at thanks for underscore for asking without the g on twitter follow me please like um me on itunes and soundcloud and um i'm a ha- oh and um oh well, no i ain't gonna say nothing but it's gonna be some exciting new different things coming up for this podcast I'm, I'm stepping my game up a little bit and um trying to take this to the next level so stay tuned for that i think you'll notice um soon um what we gonna what am i name this episode 114 um well, I don't know, as y'all know, when I can't think of a title right away, I'll have one by the time I post it so any, um, thanks for listening thanks for asking Kells Radio um, tell your friends, um rate me, listen, follow me on Twitter, send me emails if you have anything you want me to talk about, any topics any ideas, oh, and I realized sorry, last week I told y'all I was gonna give y'all a music review and then I forgot Vince um, Mensa Vic Mensa, I'll say Vic Mensa and Tyler the Creator, two dope albums that just came out. Please listen to both of those albums. Those albums are fantastic. Fucking Flower Boy and the Autobiography of Vic Mensa. Vic Mensa is dope. He's a kid out of Chicago. I thought he was a weirdo Chicago nigga, but he's not. Album is fantastic. um, Tyler the Creator's album, fantastic. um, There's another album that came out. I don't know if y'all like Lana Del Rey. I love Lana Del Rey she's the shit to me, her album was dope, um, but if you don't like Landon, you might not be into it, I do, um, yeah, but Vic, Vic and, 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 um, who that is on Flower Boy, just, if, just play that song, that shit goes hard, I play that shit every day, alright, that was, um, that was my music review, and if you want to give, I give a little bit more detail on it, on on Bumpers, so if you want to listen to me on Bumpers, please do, Genghis Kells, at Genghis Kells on Bumpers, um, yeah, alright, so, Episode 114, thanks for asking Kel's Radio. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the tweets. Thanks for the retweets. Um, thanks for the shout-outs. All that. See y'all next week. Peace.